This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. G'day and thanks so much for joining me for this installment of the show, which features a conversation with Vogue from the Polish death metal titans, Decapitated. Now, a couple of things I want to discuss before we dive into the chat. The first of which is that I don't conduct interviews. I have conversations. I've had to say this a few times now because I'm receiving some feedback to the effect of, hey, shut up, dude. We don't want to hear from you. Here's the tip. If you don't want to hear my voice, don't listen to my podcast. Simple. The second topic I need to address, feel compelled to address actually, is that the opening exchanges involve topics to do with Vogue and his bandmates' incarceration in Washington State in 2017. If you are unfamiliar, the group were accused of rape and kidnap. All charges were subsequently dropped. Before we get to the chat, let's have a listen to a tune. It's the title track from the group's new album, Cancer Culture, which incidentally acts as the catalyst for this discussion. You'll only be hearing that, though, if you've tuned in via the podcast apps. For all of you people who are listening and watching on YouTube, we're going to cut to the conversation right now. Let's go.
G'day, mate. How are you? Hey, man. All right. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah, yeah. That's can amazing you? because you you call from Australia, right? Correct. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, have, which? Yeah. We, we, we have okay. spoken before. We spoke back in 2017 ahead of Anticult. Wow. That's a long time ago. Five years. Five, yeah, a lot's happened. Gosh, a lot has happened in that five years, hasn't it? But yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I was looking forward to catching up with you again, I've got to say. You know, I, I always, uh, I know, I'll, I'll open with this, I suppose, uh, you know, given what you've been through, I distinctly recall thinking, and I remember speaking to, I mean, guys like Blitz from Overkill, we spoke about two or three months before the prison episode. And one of the conversations that you and I had before that went down was we were talking about it. We were exchanging stories about dropping our, door, our kids off to daycare. And the wait, interview- Wait, wait, wait. Dropping kids for the daycare, what does it mean? Uh, you know, daycare, like childcare, you know, where, you, you know, childcare centre or um, kindergarten. Okay. Kindergarten. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah I, I remember saying to people that when all that shit went down and, you know, people were writing things on the internet and stuff, and I was very vocal yeah. at the time, I said, there's no way you guys did that. And my understanding of that came from the fact that we'd had a conversation and you spoke to me as if you were a friend next door. It was a very regular conversation. I knew that you guys didn't have it in you then without knowing any of the facts. I, I understood. I felt like I could see your character and that you guys didn't do it. And I just, I just think that the, the whole episode must have been so traumatic for you and your family. And I'm so sorry you had to go through that because you're in a, you're in a foreign country and they're take, frankly taking advantage of you. They don't have what we call a justice system. They have a legal system and you can just accuse anybody of anything. They could have accused oh, me yeah. of the same thing and I would have been in the same position that you were in. So it was a very, it's a very human thing that you're experiencing on that basis. So look, I hope I can give you that, that feedback. I just think that, you know, for anybody to make an unsubstantiated allegation and for an innocent party yourselves to be locked up, you know, I, I just can't imagine how difficult that would have been for, for you guys and, and, of course, your families, the suffering that they went through. Thank you for saying that. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's re it uh, really was, like, really painful process and really dramatic and uh, just, like, it's hard to imagine if you are not in this kind of situation, how it, it was, how it is in reality. Like if you, if you are suddenly going for something, which is such, such a scary thing, because it, it was a scary thing, like mm -hmm. facing, facing mm, is the worst thing because you're facing this kind of uh, charges that are, crushing your whole career and your personal life hmm. plus uh that's the one side and the other side is you're facing life long time in prison if something goes wrong hmm. like like <laughs> it's so abstract that being on in the court in the big big uh courtroom yeah in the front of all those people you seeing for the first time in your life like judges and prosec prosecutor mm -hmm. and 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 facing this and like the people they 
talking some things about you you didn't do and uh, try to put you for a prison like uh, the worst people on the planet mm -hmm. uh, and you feel like you talk you tell you 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 say you, you say to yourself like what the hell what what uh, where i actually am if it's just like a kind of dream right now or yeah it's just a real things going on is it was really irrational irrational uh experience and then all these days in, in 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 a jail and you know all these months after and hmm. it was yeah it was it was trauma very traumatic and uh really uh, just unbelievable but you have to know right now i we feel all way better than yeah than uh during this because uh it was already a few years and we've been working hard to yeah. go out from this uh, in every possible way yeah and so right now we have a new album we yeah. have uh, stability in our families and we start to actually like forget forgot about it forget okay. oh. yeah 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 and uh so we are on the again on the um like you're diving and you're going for the down and you're going up with diving so we already on yes. the air so we breathe we breathe we have a new album we we playing shows yeah uh we've been working very hard to come back with the shows mm. and with the our good name yeah which we did we did we take our lesson we we're trying to just going forward without any mistakes to do just good decisions mm. for life and looks like it's going really everything is going to the right uh, direction mm. amazing lineup and a great album and yeah we just did amazing tour in uk with full venues so mm. it's all good right now I have it, to is, say. it is all good on the basis certainly of what i'm hearing here with cancer culture but just just one more question about about what you've just been you were, went through in washington the, the case was dismissed without prejudice so does that mean that like you've got obviously got very good lawyers that are handling things for you but um is the case closed is it is it all just one of those things from a legal perspective that you can put it well and truly behind you yes uh that's for sure but i will you know the thing is that i don't want to explain what is this all about because i would need to touch some things and talk about some people or some about some procedures that mm. we decide to not touch this topic but uh, you know it's just like classic u.s procedure yeah about yeah cases like that mm. uh, i don't want to talk much because i could say i can't explain that but i don't want to um, 
add fuel to the fire. I totally understand. I don't want to do, deal with the yeah. monster. I don't want to deal with the monster. Yeah. I don't want to wake up the monster. That's yeah. it. But no, absolutely. Yeah. Look, my inquiry is just to ensure that it to, to understand if it is behind you because you so richly deserve to have it put behind you because it is a false allegation on it the is. basis that it was thrown out. It okay. Is. But it is it's just so notoriously difficult over there. It's like that here in Australia too, mate. This you is know, this uh, is this is all behind. This is all behind. Yeah. Uh, no matter no I mean, no matter what, how you know, the all the charges has dropped. Um uh what i can say this is all behind all charges are dropped mm. if if you know imagine imagine us system imagine us uh being in us in us jail and with four guys who really did it do you really believe it, they will go they will let us go like that yeah. i don't think so no. so that's it i i could go with that but it, this interview shouldn't be about the the, the lawyer the 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 law case uh, in US. You know that's, that's no, that's okay. That's, I understand, and I appreciate you answering the question. By the way, it certainly is an interview and a conversation more to the point about your killer new album. It was. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that that a lot of people like me across the world we didn't believe it for a moment. Okay, and I think it's important that you understand that that you had you did have some of the keyboard warriors saying things, but people like me who'd actually spoken to you we didn't believe it. And I just wanted to let you know that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for saying that. No worries. Well, look, let's talk about the new album, Cancer Culture. Look, it is the name. Uh, I love the name, by the way, Cancer Culture. I've had to almost stop myself from saying cancel culture, but uh, Cancer Culture is the name of the new album. And look, look, after everything that you've been through, and you've had a lot of ups too, you know, that you've been in Machine Head. There's been a lot of really cool things that have gone on. Look, is it a relief that you've got the album out now or is it something deeper? Uh, this album is really personal thing for me. Uh, and as you said, it's, it's so much great things happened during all these last years. I mean, I don't talk about COVID, of course, but <laughs> even in COVID, the great thing happened that I had so much time to create uh, uh, new songs. And I believe that because we couldn't play the shows and couldn't be on tour, it gives me so much time that it really make those songs better because I could focus way more, spend proper amount of time to create the riffs, listen them ad again and again for thousand times, working for riffs to, for thousand times as, as I finally decided this is something I want to put on the album. I never since, sorry, for since 20 years, mm. I didn't have, I didn't have that much time uh, to create the music that mm. now. So even COVID got some little positive things. Um, and yeah, and Machine had the offer from Rob was amazing. Uh, as a fan of Machine, had, I was like, couldn't even dream about things like that. And mm. uh, experience that I had from, from them, from the guys from Machine Head and touring with them. Uh, and watching my one of my favorite musicians and playing my one of my favorite album bear my eyes every night was something something which like i couldn't i couldn't uh asking for and it was such an amazing experience and makes me being a better musician right now for sure mm. 
better musician, better human being, better leader for my own band, stuff like that. Mm. And, and yeah, we create amazing album. It's going to be out very, very soon. 27 of May. Uh, there's so much riffs, so much great solos, so much great ideas, amazing production. We've been working with the, one of the best producers right now with David Castillo, with Ted Jansen. Mm-hmm. I'm really satisfied about that album. Um, it's a really personal album. I, I put all my emotions. You know, we've been, you've been asking me about these things from Washington and, you know, mm. you can, you can maybe imagine how much, how much, uh, things, uh, been mixing in my head, in my mind during all mm. those crazy moments. And then after, and also even with the COVID plus the thing that i just became a more experienced musician and composer for sure. Mm. Talking about, the all these melodies, all these back into the melodic stuff we never play like since big, since first album even. Uh, there's a lot of things to talk about, you know, yeah. talking about the uh, musical side of this album, like so many uh, diversity, so many different flavors. Um, sometimes really lots of aggression, lots of sadness, but then some beautiful moments like Hello Dev, like mm. Rob Flynn's part singing in Iconoclast and yeah, this album represents a lot of different emotions and I'm really proud of that. I, I'm really happy that I could release all these feelings and feels actually better right now after that. And, okay. and, and it feels great to share that with the people because this album is like more like a sharing your personal emotions to someone that you can trust kind of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you've knocked it out of the park. I love your solos too, by the way. I think your solos, you really, I'm not going to say stepped up. I loved what you did with Andy Colt when I gave you feedback uh, back when that was released that I really think you're stepping into sounding more like Vogue, if that makes sense. You've always had your own style, but it's truly identifiable at this point in time. But yeah, because uh, I didn't try to, I didn't try to show something like my skills yeah. or how good I am or wherever, how bad I am. But it, it was more like, just natural play natural talking about solo parts for example it was just like a neutral fulfilled the 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 riffs mm. uh just putting another uh structure on the top of the song nothing uh like too much you know yeah. just it's perfect just to, be, yeah. to, to be your be yourself be yourself yeah exactly and you had uh tatiana from ginger helping you out on the track hello death which i think is a single if i'm not mistaken now did did you write that track with her in mind specifically no really i have i have a demo version of that song and i've been listening uh ginger quite often for the last few few years because mm. in my opinion it's a really really great band they they creating really nice beautiful music for me actually i mean 
to be honest, uh, for years, nothing that spectacular happened in the metal music. To, seriously, mm-hmm. I mean, not maybe they they don't do like revolution or something like that. Of course not, because they are like taking inspiration from Meshuga, from Opeth, and things like that. They they have their own unique sound because they have Tatiana, but they have also this uh, Eastern European nostalgia or something sure. in their the music yeah. you know and and this is something which really take your heart like in the i don't know take your they taking on your neck and, and just squeeze like so emotional and so i have the demo and i've been creating the riff and and i i, I creating those all the riffs i trying to make a different song this time and I hear about Ginger. I was listen. I've been listening Ginger. I was like, "Wow, it's such a great band!" And then, then they just like it just happened. Like I have like, I imagined Tiana singing for for this song somehow, and uh, because I knew the, I didn't know. I didn't know her in person. I mm. just uh, knew her boyfriend Alex from Suicide Silence. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and also the bass player. First, I take a contact for for Danny, the bass player. So is silence. So I um, ask him about contact to Alex because I knew Alex is a boyfriend of mm-hmm. Tiana. So Alex asked Tiana. I sent a demo version of the song. She really liked it, and she said she want to do it, and she did more than we've been asking for. She did. Mm-hmm. A middle part and she did the ending of the song and that's amazing I, I i love this collaboration i i think we we create here something something special something unique something kind of like let's say fresh yeah. i don't like this word but it's it's um it doesn't happen too often, I think. I I don't see much of death metal bands like asking female vocal to female about the female vocals, you know, mm-hmm. in the song. I mean, I I wish to see the Cannibal Corpse do that, or <laughs> or maybe Morbid Angel, Morbid Angel. That'd be very interesting. Hey, I'll, I'll, another question I've always wanted to ask you is: I know for a fact that you were. Uh, I think you were you were either asked to join Morbid Angel, asked to apply for Morbid Angel, or you were even in Morbid Angel. I've heard three different versions of the story. Can oh you yeah, tell me, already. That's yeah. Amazing, mate. Well, I've speak I've spoken to the guys in the band about it, so I know how close you were to actually being a member of the group. But can you tell me the story? Oh well, it was quite a long time ago already. It was about two thousand. I think it was about two thousand eight. I think wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. not uh, not long after the accident when Vitek passed away, mm. and I was I've been just like flowing somewhere between. I didn't know exactly what to do with myself during these days because uh, I still didn't make the decision about come back with Decap uh, with the totally different lineup. So I was just somewhere there in my whole town and thinking about what to do next in my life. Uh, and yeah, and the Morbid Angel was always my favorite band. So I was like, 
where well, maybe I could try. I don't know if I I hear about some auditions for them or something like that. I I it's it's I don't remember exactly, but they probably list, been looking for the guitar player. Yeah, probably there was some kind of audition. I wasn't actually these days. I wasn't experienced in 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 do things like in a proper way. <laughs> If you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. I didn't know like how to. I I remember I call manager, but I I wasn't experienced with. I I could play guitar, but nothing else. Like mm. you know, like set up the meetings, set, like talk in the proper way about things about like logistic, like how how to do in in a prop like smart way, like how you imagine to do that if you are in Poland, and they are in Florida. I mean, maybe these days will be easier than back in the days. I don't know, but still, um, I've been record. I, I think I I remember I record one or two songs and I sent to them. I think it was uh, something from the Covenant, from probably Rapture and or God of Emptiness and uh, uh, World of Shed. Um, mm. Yeah, something like that. And. I remember I talked with manager. I remember I record the tracks and send to them. And maybe I, I, I'm not sure. I think I was close. Probably I was close to, to, to get to the band. It would be amazing, but I don't want to say it I, because I heard some rumors about like the, uh, the punchy Gonzalez that uh, yeah, the sand engineer, yeah. the sound engineer didn't really like me because I, I'm not. I'm not surprised he didn't like me because I have so much bullshit stories like together with Niall guys <laughs> and he, he he being a sound engineer of Niall and you know we've been touring with them and it's like we we we've been different people you know we've been younger we we do some you know party all the time drinking and like weed smoking and things like that it's just like stupid young metal heads and you know, like mm. don't do don't do anything in, in so, like it's supposed to be done like in the profit we didn't we, we, we i wasn't like a pro player mm. okay i wasn't like a pro i can i i can say that i i don't have anything to lose to saying that i wasn't a pro uh mm. musician like a you know i was pro playing guitar i was one of the best rhythm guitar player for sure yeah but amazing but like like i i was like just like a little bit uh out of control dude who cannot be a part of the professional team <laughs> if you know what i mean so probably that because of this like maybe some kind of my attitude back in the days wasn't like except acceptable for the uh, <laughs> for the team like morbid angel or whatever like that i don't know what kind of story you hear about that but some of my friend tells me that maybe uh some guys from the crew maybe maybe punch or someone like wasn't like agreed mm. like say like i'm not the right person right now i'm not ready as a you know as a as a team member for for the band but i think i heard the I same thing yeah it was between i think it was you and bill hudson at the time because bill hudson you know he's working with david now in the i am morbid thing but i think oh, yeah. the, i think the feedback was the same if i'm not mistaken i have to go back and listen to my recordings but it was with both of you both perfect players but maybe just won't blend uh like it's not the right time that's what i think that's what i heard so yeah, yeah. but I, I think in both of your cases mate it was probably for the best because things in morbid angel since then have been quite choppy it's fair to say um i've loved yeah the, right yeah, i mean you know. 
Yeah, it, it would be great as uh, talking about like I love the music and come on, Morbid Angel. I think it's still the best, the best death metal band. Like, like you have a we have a Cannibal Corpse, all right. We we have a uh, I don't know all those bands, but I'm a D side. I love D side. I love Cannibal Corpse. All those bands, Suffocation, but Morbid Angel was something like another level completely. Like talking about the music. Yeah, I agree. It, it was it was for me it was number one and still is mm. no i definitely agree yeah so uh, if if they're listening to this uh, maybe uh, i can join right now i'm ready <laughs> <laughs> if, if 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 they want to continue right now come uh, on yes. I, I have a message for trey come on you are the best guitar fucking com- player and best demo composer please come back and I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, I've spoken I mean, to his uh, mum. I've spoken to his mother, so I've got so because he can't interview him. He won't do interviews, so I've had to speak okay. to his mother about him. And his mother's given me a lot of deep insight into his persona, and mm-hmm. uh, okay. he's he's pretty. He's you know he's uh, yeah. I, this is out there now, but he's actually got autism. Do, do you know what that is? You know what autism is? You, I don't know what the Polish equivalent word is. Sorry, but yeah, yeah, I know, I know yeah. that, I know autism, I know. I, yes, yeah. it's, it's yeah. You can live. It's touching the people like they can really, really intelligent people. Mm. Uh, but it's really they struggling every day. Mm. Uh, and I think in right now in Poland, it's more like a society fighting for the rights for the, those people with mm-hmm. autism. And so because autistic people can be like not treating serious, they, they can be out of the society, you know, like I think in here in Poland right now, there is uh, more and more um uh, good things happen for autism people yeah yeah hey I'd, I'd better do a time check how much time have i got left uh i like to you know that that's something wrong with me in here because <laughs> i have like about 30 minutes and and i can speak with one hour and i have i, I still feel like it's just like a 10 minutes i don't know uh, yeah it's never i would time. try to, yeah. I will try to be to be more precise with the answers. Okay. No, you, you answer your questions however you want. It's it's excellent to talk to you. Like I said up top, I've been looking forward to this conversation for many years. So just I'll make this my last question. And I know we haven't talked specifically a lot about your new album, but I'm going to talk it up in my uh, podcast episode. It is one of the albums of the year. I'm going to say that now. And I've only had it for uh, a few days. Uh, John sent it across to me okay. from, you know, the nuclear blast portal. I, I love listening to it. I, I just... I, I'm just so relieved for you guys that you're able to release an album that's this strong, this powerful. Um, off the back of what you've been, it's not just that. You know, you, you, you mentioned your brother earlier. You, you've had, you've been touched by tragedy, if you don't mind me saying. But you're emerging triumphant at the same time. You're not, you know, whatever whatever is happening, what the cosmic happenstance. Okay, you're living through it. You know, we talk about this, the difference between fate and destiny. This might have been your fate, but your destiny is actually over here to be one of the globe's most recognisable and identifiable death metal bands. So congratulations for doing that. Thank you so much. Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that, that uh, the people from all the world like can, can see that we've been facing really hard times in this mm-hmm. band here story on this band is full of accidents death tragedy prison and everything you can imagine mm-hmm. uh 
but we still keep, try to keep going and and somehow we 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 are maybe the example of the of the band that is trying to show people to don't give it up to never give it up if you believe what you're doing and you know you are a good person nothing wrong can happen to you so uh it's not it's not meaning that we are uh you know the strong mans or like not emotional people or whatever we all of us my friends and me and myself my my friends in the band they have they've been struggling really bad times um really traumatic uh, all these traumatic things happen they, you know kick our ass so much but somehow we we just believe that the good things are still on the front maybe it's just like every human being have this kind of stupid hope or wherever it goes i don't know yeah. but we're going forward and we say to ourselves that we we're gonna take all these lessons from from the dark times we had sometimes we've been just stupid sometimes it's just like things happening like landing without the landing gear like car <laughs> accidents when my brother passed away but sometimes uh, <clears throat> it's just like you need to keep it going um uh, you, you need to take a lesson and takes this all happen as an experience to make your life better because it really works like that just learn on your mistakes learn on what happened in your life and try to try to focus on good things try to make a good decisions this is our goal in decapitated right now only good decisions this is our flag this is what the, our motto sounds like let's do good decisions like good good steps let's be nice for for our friends let's be nice for for our fans uh let's respect each other and mm -hmm. just keep it going with sharing the best we can and the best we can do is playing music and playing live and go for tour making records and we want to keep it going with that because we know there are people that they're waiting for that and there are huge expectations and hopefully then our new album will will cover the expectations for our fans and that's just like huge privilege and 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 we really appreciate we feel honored to be a part of this scene and be that much recognizable everywhere on the planet and even when we had these crazy times and we almost lost everything we've been working for years we have the people that believe that we are good people that that we have fans that still supporting us and don't let us go down with all this bullshit happen and because of you and fans that we have truly believing fans we can continue and and that's amazing and we are thankful and that's another motivation that mm. keep us going beautifully put very articulate and you, you're you're a, I, I can tell how grateful you are 
of course, through your words, but just just even looking at the way that you're talking, I can tell how much this means to you. So, look, long may you continue to reign and prosper. Hopefully, all of the difficulties are in the rearview mirror. Fingers crossed on that front there. But look, good good luck with everything. I don't know whether you need luck. You know why? Because I think you've made your own. Because even though you've had all of this tragedy, you've gotten through it. And that's what I'm saying. Your destiny over here is to continue to be one of the globe's most recognisable and important death metal bands. You are driving the genre forward through your guitar playing, through the drumming, through the vocals, the bass playing, the whole lot. You've always been the complete package. But I think if anything, now people can recognise that, you know, here you are, you are in the top three or four death metal bands in the world at the moment, and this album here proves it. So good luck with everything, wow. mate. Yeah. Wow, thank you very much for saying that. I really appreciate that. We're just gonna, going to keep it going with that, what we're doing. Yeah, That's what I want to say for, the, for, the, for my last thing, uh, because we really feel that we are part of that scene, we are part of this uh, community, and we have such a great, such an incredible support from the metal community, which is more than we can ask for. Mm. Yep, indeed. So. Well, we are a community. We are a community of like-minded brothers and sisters. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm glad I'm glad you feel that way, mate, after everything that's happened. So, look, good luck with the interviews. Um, look, I hope I wasn't too probing up the top there. I was just, you know, I just wanted to let you know that we, you know, we do care about you. I don't know. I hope I can say that. Yeah, I and, can understand uh, because... Like you said, we last time we we spoke was just like before all happened. So mm. I think if you for, for, for probably um, for you like talking with me right now, you you have still in mind all these crazy things which I already almost for, for you know yeah. forgot. Mm. So which is another good thing, I think. Oh, it's for the best. Yeah, it's for the best. Yeah, yeah you got a strong resolve there, mate. Yeah. Well, look, God bless to you. God bless to your family too. Um, you know, I hope with everything going on on the bloody border there with uh, the Ukraine and Russia isn't affecting you guys too much. I mean, it's affecting so many people over there. We know that. We've got people coming from the Ukraine into Australia now. So, oh um, yeah, yeah, mate. Oh God. You know, I know you've done humani uh, humanitarian mission into Ukraine. Now, well done on doing that. You know, uh, Thank with you. your brothers and sisters in the Eastern Bloc there. So, mate, good luck with everything. Thing. I hope our paths cross again as they surely will because no doubt you'll have another killer album out in a few years time <laughs> thank you so much thanks so much uh, it was great to talk and again and thanks for your support and yeah hope to see you in Australia um, yeah that'll soon. be the cherry on the top of the cake that one <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly thanks for thanks thanks very much thanks mate okay. God bless thanks a lot cheers cheers man Gotcha. Well, that's it. Another episode done and dusted. Thank you very much to Vog once again for his willingness to go there during the opening exchanges and discuss that terrible situation that he found himself in in 2017. Now, I've got a book out, so I'd appreciate it if you could stick around and have a bit of a listen as to why I feel that you too should be a proud owner of my book. I've only got e-versions left these days, all the print copies sold. But uh, look, if enough of you out there hit me up and say, I want a print copy, maybe, just maybe I'll go to the printer and I'll print up some more. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith and I'm the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast. Until next time, it is a very goodbye for now. This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith.
I've been the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast since 2017. The first musician I interviewed for the show was David Vincent from Morbid Angel, and things have just snowballed from there. In all, I've posted almost 650 podcast episodes featuring conversations with many of the leading lights of rock, heavy metal, and beyond. It just got to a point where I thought, I need to write a book about all this, so that's exactly what I did. In Scars and Guitars Volume 1, you'll read a heap of deep reveals and commentary, such as Des Fafara talking about Cold Chamber and why the band will never return. You know, if you're a, a band just starting out, you need to hear me. Do not start a band with partners. Yeah, wise words there. Sage advice, mate, for anybody. Don't ever, because I I can't go do Cold Chamber right now unless I get others involved. Phil Anselmo talks about the episode in his career, which gives him the greatest sense of accomplishment. I think the staying power of the the fans and the staying power of the the songs, you know, whether it's Pantera, Down, or Superjoint, the fans remember the songs. Alex Skolnick from Testament confirms that, yes, Playing the guitar in Ozzy's band is anything but an ordinary gig. Will Silent Oz from Demu Borgir write a book? Pa from Sabaton gives advice to people who want to start a band. Look at the team around you, look at the bandmates. If, uh, if the guys want to be on the stage, then it's all cool. If the guys want to be backstage, then it's not going to be cool. Current and former members of Cradle of Filth discuss the band's seminal 90s material. Read about the reaction to George Lynch and Mark from Suicide Silence's comments when they throw shade at then-President Donald Trump. We have this idiotic monster, you know, this egotistical, self-aggrandizing, complete piece of shit in there. I, I, just, I just can't understand how we've gotten to this place. And yeah, we kicked a hornet's nest with Sepultura. Percussive overlord Gene Hoagland talks about recording with Chuck Schuldina. Chuck was always, um, you know, he was, he was very, you know, very open-minded, and and he was into having his his musicians that were playing with him just reach out for for the best stuff that they had. Phil Campbell from Motorhead discusses what it takes to get sober. John Five answers his critics who dismiss his tenure with Marilyn Manson. You know, my name is John Five, and Manson gave me that name, and um, I had some of the best years of my life in that band and, and learned a lot. And we get the lowdown on Trey Zagtoth from those who would know, including his mother. All across Scars and Guitars Volume 1, there are moments of tension, relief, tragedy, exhilaration, and throughout it all, you'll obtain insight that I believe no one else has managed to obtain from many of your favourite artists. So treat yourself. Scars and Guitars Volume 1 is currently available as an ebook with a print edition on the horizon. Follow the links attached and download a sample. I'm sure you'll be compelled to read the whole book. <laughs>